Back in the scene, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is uh, this is Swatches and Boomboxes, episode eight. Yes, it is. And uh, we're we got a special one. I mean, they're all special, yep. right? Every yep. episode special, but this one is near and dear to my heart. Um, I am Jim Search. Uh, you can find me on JimSearchComedy.com. You can also go find me on Twitter at Jim Search. Instagram, same deal, Jim Search. And also you can find this show on Twitter at Swatches and Boom. Yep. Because we got cut off, yep. as we <laughs> eloquently say every yep. episode. Yep. But never gets old, right? Yep. Never gets old. Too um, many characters. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too many characters on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You know what? I'll save it for the stage, <laughs> no, Neil. You're right. No, don't you dare. All right. You're right, man. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you can find us on Twitter at Swatches and Boom, and also uh, download us on uh, iTunes. Yep. Um, and 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 what else? Oh yeah, uh, rate us, review us, uh, give us five stars, uh, give us six if it's possible. I don't know if you can work that out, but you should totally do that. Um, and to my right, my uh, my co-host is here. I am uh, Neil Charles, and you can find me at neilcharles.com, and you can find me on Instagram as uh, Certified Hilarious, and on Twitter as Neil Charles FTW for the win. <laughs> it has to be done. Yeah. It has to. It and, has to. You, well, because you stay winning, <laughs> right? Always. Never. never. podcast be winning. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're on the people. yeah we got uh we got fans we got we people looking out for us we right do. We do. um so with that being said let's let's get into it yeah. um I want to introduce our guest here on our show uh you know he's uh I, you've got your hands in a lot of pots here I think in terms of the world right oh uh, uh, yeah as many pots as possible try to get my hands in a lot of things yeah yeah <laughs> nice. be it comedy be it sneakers be it uh, music. I mean, whatever, pretty much anything dope you seem to be involved in, sir. So with that being said, Angelo Gingerelli, how Pre- you doing, man? Welcome. Appreciate it, guys, man. It's been a fan of this since episode one. Super happy to be here. It's supposed to be on a Red Man episode because I'm a Jersey guy, but of course oh, I got to say I couldn't make it to the city. Uh, but uh, I'm excited for this Cuban links, man. It's going to be exciting. And there it is. That is what we're going to be talking about. Oh, yes. Raekwon's Raekwon only built for yep. Cuban links, yep. volume one. Well, there's no volume one, but you know what I mean. The first installment of the only built for Cuban links, yeah. uh, an amazing, amazingly dope album. Uh, I remember when this came out. Yeah. It was what year was I in high school? I think it was a. That was ninety five. It was ninety five. It dropped on August first, nineteen ninety five. August first, first yep. of the month, yep. ninety five. Yep. Uh, I remember this when this album came out. I was just getting into Wu Tang, mm-hmm. so like. I remember uh, a lot of my friends were talking about RZA and Jizza, and I was like, "Oh, you know, I'm into this shit." Like, I, you know, I just I was fascinated by just the the level of, I guess, uh, hip like the level of intric- intricate rhymes and the intricate uh, uh, concepts that they were throwing out. 
and it was just it was something I'd never heard of and nothing I'd ever seen in terms of rap. Just that there were these these dudes who all came together, as they say, like Voltron, yeah. and created some really amazing <laughs> music. And in fact, uh, you know, it this you know I mean this kind of will probably be rehashing this, but like this was the you know this was the street version of what was going on not that the other guys weren't involved in the street Mm -hmm. but this was crime like we were talking about a lot of crime a lot of just you know mob influence shit i mean you know the woo gambinos was was the deal and in fact uh i remember uh because i thought i was a tough guy when i was uh, in high school and i was selling weed at the time Mm -hmm. And I used to bag up weed listening to this and thought I was the <laughs> toughest dude ever. Just stuffing dime bags. Just like, that's right. I'm about to go make some money off this shit. Man. <laughs> Yo, fuck that, man. Y'all, I'm about to sew up the block. Like, that nice. was, that's where I was, man. Uh, Angelo, where were you uh, when you got, when this came out, man? I was going into my senior year in high school. I loved 36 Chambers. 36 Chambers hit the New Jersey suburbs like crack cocaine hit mm-hmm. New York City in the 80s. We, yeah. where I live, we, we like, <laughs> where, where I, I, I always grew up down in Shore by the didn't beach. didn't die, right? Yeah, well, yes. Very okay. few people died because of the Wu-Tang album. But, uh, you know, it, if, if you listen to it, it was so lo-fi. I think a lot of it was actually produced and recorded in Riz's basement. Yeah. And it sounded like that. So it was the first, yeah. yeah, I think all of it maybe. So yep. it was the first, you know, hip-hop album that, it was bigger than hip hop, and it appealed to the punk rock kids, the skaters, the surfers. Everybody kind of got in on Wu Tang right away, and then right after that, Method Man solo album dropped, which was it was good, but I don't think it was what everybody wanted. I thought ODB's album was was not again what we no no disrespect at all to someone who passed away, but to me ODB's always been at the Wu Tang Clan or the Avengers. He's the Incredible Hulk. He's great in small doses. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily need his own movie, right? Mm-hmm. But then the third one came out, and the third time was a charm. Like, Ray and Ghost came out, in my opinion, hit it out of the park. Um, yeah, and, and, and I think one of the reasons why, and you guys you disagree with me if you think I'm wrong, I think one of the best songs, probably two of the best songs in Third Chambers to me, are Cream and Can It Be Also Simple. And kind of took that that vibe, that kind of New York crime vibe that Jim Sturge talked about, and took it from a song and made it an album. And just made right. it, instead of a couple mm. good verses, made it an hour of just, just banging. Right. Just dope shit, man. And, you know, I i mean, I will say uh, to counterpoint that um, I could listen to Old Dirty Bastard. He He's probably one of my favorites. Uh, but because I'm into that level of crazy and I love the fact that it's so that album uh the first one was so <laughs> schizophrenic where like he's rhyming on cutting heads seamlessly with Riza going back and forth and then you have like uh Brooklyn Zoo 2 where he's just screaming into a microphone which <laughs> very very versatile artist very versatile. yeah yeah he had some range if you will you know but i i mean i'll say this was i mean you could, this is arguably one of the classic albums out of the Wu camp absolutely i would just obviously say that um and i have no problem saying this that this is one of the the greatest albums of all time wow i mean there was wow. a list like it made a list of greatest <laughs> albums and they had it at like out of 500 greatest albums they had it like 480 or something really that is yeah that was but, rolling but stone it was, right yeah, yeah yeah but it was everything but as far as hip hop is concerned like this is easily top 10 
I, 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 I agree. It's real Easily. high. It's real high on Easily. my list too. You yeah. know what? I can kind of understand because if, if I think this is a, a this is a hip hop album for hip hop heads. Right. right. Whereas I think if you're kind of like if you're a casual fan or even Jim saying this right. is your kind of intro to Wu Tang, mm-hmm. it's a lot to digest. It's right. super dense. The the, the beats. It's it's not real accessible. Mm-hmm. So I could see a music critic that uh, you know. Listen to all kind of music, not being as in on this as guys like us were. Yeah, yeah. I mean it, and it. You know, I think any real tell of a of an amazing album is that it reads or it plays like a story. Yep. You know, uh, you know, you have the opening, which uh, you know, oh, uh, we'll get into like striving for perfection, where you know you hear these guys talking about getting out of the game and you know what's going on with the game, and then you know we get into the album, and then we get towards the end, and that's kind of the. Uh, the 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 I guess bookend to it. Yeah, uh, but Neil, where where were you when I, this when this I, came out? I remember vividly. I was um, uh, let's see, I was a sophomore in high school. Okay. When this dropped, and I remember the summer when uh, the single came out. Which was uh, Criminology and Glaciers mm-hmm. of Ice. I got came that. out, and that was like one of my favorite songs. It was just so crazy. We saw the video; it just went. It was. It was. It was just insane. It, it was insane. That's one of my favorite songs ever. It uh, <laughs> and in fact, if I just do some revisionist history, um, that was my intro to this album. Uh, I was trying to find this album. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find it. I remember I was at Boscov. Department store in mm-hmm. Binghamton, New York. Shout out! Still the only department store around. Nice. There, uh, I went there into their music section, and everyone used to steal from there all the time. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, everyone stole everything from that, especially the music section. Uh, but uh, I remember I found uh, that single, Criminology, and um, well, what was the other Incarcerated Scarfaces? Yep. Right? And uh, I found that on, uh, and I bought it. Um, I didn't steal it for the record. Uh, I could have, but I didn't. Uh, and then I just listened to it over and over again. I was like, right. yeah, this is some sick, this is some sick lyrics. Yep. This is it. Cause you couldn't find the album because it wasn't out yet. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened. There, therein lies the problem. Yep. Speaking, uh, speaking of getting an album real quick, do either one of you guys have the, pur- the purple tape? The I, have tape? I have it. I have it too. You I have wanted it? to bring it, but I forgot. I wanted to bring it, but I don't bring it out of my house in case I lose it or break it. This is true. Fair enough. This is true. Um, yeah, but I remember because, you know, at the front of it looks like a regular cassette tape, right? Yep. And right. then you open it up and the case was clear so you could see through to the tape itself. Yep. And I remember thinking that was one of the coolest things it, ever. It really was. And I, I, tape. Yeah, because nobody else had done that up to that point. No. And it got to the point where more people, I think, were calling this the purple tape yeah. than only built for Cuban links. Oh, you heard the purple tape yet? Or I'll yep. make a copy of the purple tape for you. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that I see it on T-shirts now, 20 years later. So apparently that, that tape itself yeah. is taking on a life of its own. And they did an interview, and he talked about it. Raekwon talked about it, and he was like, you know, I really wanted to, like, brand my product. Like, you know how, like, you know, like, drug dealers would, like, brand their products so you would know when you saw, like, their dimes. And I wanted mine to be like like you know like you knew that was my shit mm-hmm. so i mean yeah. it obviously worked it was genius drug, drug product branding you know it when you see it product branding at its <laughs> finest the product was amazing yes, and uh you know my, I, there's i was actually at a uh, i was at a house party uh near my place and uh somebody had it uh the host of the party had it in like a glass case of like all like the cool music shit that he had 
And yeah, I thought about stealing it oh because <laughs> that would be a nice. I would never. I mean, obviously, you disavow all ties after you steal something like that from somebody. But uh, yeah, I saw it and I was like, "Yo, man, that's a dope!" Like, how, where did you get that? And he's like, "Yo, I found it at a garage sale." I'm just like, "That's a fucking idiot! Whoever the fuck sold that to you?" Because I would have held on to that shit forever. But nonetheless, let's get into it. Uh, let's uh, let's break this shit down. Uh, we got our first. Uh, we got the first track, Striving for Perfection, which um, is the intro to uh, Ray and Ghost, yep. who uh, are just uh, talking about the trials and tribulations of the street game and how, uh, you know, Ghost's windows or Ghost's mom's windows got shot out. Um, you know, they're they're trying to they're trying to move weight. Uh, they're trying to uh, this is the last score, I believe, is uh, what they're trying to do, because trying to get out of the life. As Ray says, uh, I'm not trying to be sitting on motherfucking 200 thou like I'm going to be a drug dealer all my life. And uh, so you see the little humans, you see the human side to uh, to Ray and Ghost. And uh, it's a uh, it's a dope intro. Again, it it opens with a story. It tell you know gives you insight to who ray is it kind of gives you the insight to who ghost is and kind of what 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 their what their motivations are of the game and why they're trying to get the fuck out of it Uh, also i think it's kind of kind of significant these guys set the tone right away that their voices and their slang and just their their whole mm -hmm. swagger as the kids say swagger is so different than everyone else they're they're like two of the few rappers i could listen to speak endlessly like even before they start rhyming you're like oh this is interesting right off top and then the music starts and it just gets infinitely better obviously and they really they're two good friends and they hung out with each other and you know this is kind of why rizza wanted to put this together yeah yeah uh you know i was uh (laughs) reading the little interview uh rizza said is that you know these were the two notorious kids from the projects who you know linked up together and uh i believe uh, uh uh what's his name Ghost is from Stapleton, and Ray is from Park Hill. If I, if that I'm, sounds right to me. Is that, yeah. is that, fact check me on that, anyone out there, if you want to e- uh, email or tweet me on that one. But I, th- <coughs> I think that's it. But, yeah, these are the two dudes from the from the projects who were uh, had their hands involved in some crime. I have the interview. He was like, yo, it's going to be a very dangerous album. It's going to change the game. We're going to invite demons, every negative stereotype, and deal with them. <laughs> it's Fair. it's like the shit was lived. A lot of it was lived or experienced in one form or another. It's so natural, it don't feel like songs. It was a chance to show the world not only how New York lived, but also how Shaolin preserved New York. An older generation was leaving and getting older. We're from the crack generation. That real gritty, rough project shit. We were on corners at 15, 16, Doing shit you couldn't imagine. That's what Riz has said about this album. Fair. <laughs> well, well said, Riza. Fair enough, and you would be correct. Uh, so that being said, yep. we get into uh, what you would consider those kids to be on the corner, knuckleheads, yep. which is our uh, which is our actual first track uh, 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 on the album, and opens up with. <laughs> The uh, classic cartoon uh, uh, scenario, like the cartoon uh, animated cartoons, where uh, they're dividing up the money, and one for you, one for me, Mm -hmm. two for you, one, two for me, three for you, 
man, shut the fuck. Yeah. And then Bugs Bunny shit. Yeah, yeah. Is. Which <laughs> what <that> ever worked? <laughs> no, never has that ever worked. Um, and then and just and I mean we're gonna again probably be beating this up uh, this entire uh, episode, but just the production on this is so amazing and the beats. I mean, this was I mean this was Rizza in his prime. Like this was, you know, him at fighting weight and him at a at just such a. I mean, the beat pulls you in. Right. You hear the you hear the late night crickets and shit at the beginning, and then they go in, man. You know what, I think I I'm the biggest Thirty Six Chambers fan in the world, right? But I think we everything they're doing is cinematic. We already acknowledge that. Do you guys think? 36 Chambers are like watching somebody's first indie film they made with no money, maxing out their credit cards with an iPhone. And then th- uh, Cuban Links is that same guy with a budget and a studio behind them and special effects and good actors. And now we're going to take what we, you know, we showed you a glimpse of how good we were going to be. Mm-hmm. And now we got some money behind us and some experience on our belt. And we got that good. Mm-hmm. And so I think like, it, it almost pains me to say, but I go in my mind, like, which one I like better, 36 Chambers or Cuban Lynx. And it's hard, man, because 36 Chambers is so raw and innovative. But they really got the formula right on this one to me. Yeah. No, I would, I would totally agree with you on that. I think that, uh, you know, the beats, uh, I mean, I think it was fine-tuned. I think Only Built was uh, was more fine-tuned and did kind of lock in together because they figured out how to make better music. Not that they weren't making worse music, but they right. only they got better with with the albums as they were as they're going through. And then you know, of course, a knucklehead you got you God who is one of my favorite members of Wu Tang, yeah. uh, Team Lightskin represent. You <laughs> uh, God comes in on that, and you know, just he fucking murders that. All we want is the G's and guns and grams. And you just again, pay, we're we're painting the picture of just dope dealers in the '90s, and these motherfuckers are out there living it, and yep. it was fucking dope. I, I read something prepping for this. I didn't know before. He that's his only verse on the album. You right. got on the first yeah. track, yeah. and he I guess he already been sentenced to some jail time, so he knew he wasn't going to be able to be on any other songs. So he obviously gave everything he had to that one verse, knowing he got to make an impact. And then oh, I heard, shit. because there were going to be some empty spots out down like it were supposed to go to him, he brought Capadonna into the fold mm-hmm. to take those spots. Mm-hmm. And ah. then uh, Capadonna spazzed on his tracks, too, because that was his first chance on a Woo! real album. Yeah. Um, that's, I, that's what I read earlier today, getting ready for this. So it makes perfect sense why you got go so hard on the first track, and then mm-hmm. he's just gone. Yeah, and now all of a sudden, right. here's this new guy that had never been around before taking his place. And obviously, I think I think killing too. I think Capadonna murders his verses on this. Yeah, um, we're going to get to uh, we're going to get to Ice Water in a bit. And yeah, I'm going to tell you he he's uh he's an interesting character, man. Absolutely. Uh so yeah, I mean, we got uh so now we kind of get the intro to uh to who, what's going on here. And then uh we get into Knowledge God and uh <laughs> opens with just a healthy snort of what one could only imagine as cocaine. <laughs> um, I don't know if there were sinuses involved or anything like that. I, I doubt it was the height of allergy season. I'm willing to bet that um, they uh, uh, were doing cocaine uh, or alluding to someone doing cocaine. Um, and then, you know, we have Ray talking about, you know, we had the baddest unit back in the day and just reminiscing of, uh, of times gone past. And then, uh, again, it's that, uh, uh, how do I put this? 
the you know kind of like stream of consciousness storytelling that Ray does that Ray and Ghost do where you know you're they're leaving out sections of the song for you to fill in do you know what I mean I mean and I think that's kind of what a storyteller does like good storytellers will kind of leave up pieces of the of your imagination to fill in and that's what knowledge god was to me. i totally have you guys both seen reservoir dogs yeah yep. okay well quinn tarantino who directed that eventually becomes friends with the rizzo right but and yeah. they've done stuff together mm-hmm. but I'm, i don't think they were friends at this point but there's a, a pretty famous scene in reservoir dogs where there's one guy explaining to another guy how to be an undercover cop and not right. get caught and he's saying when you're telling a story the details are all that matter if you can sell the details, you can sell the story that you were involved in X, Y, or Z, right? Yeah. Don't you think to some extent that that conversation is how Ray and Ghost rap? They give you incredibly detailed mm-hmm. parts of a story and then leave whole other sections out, but the, the picture in your mind is still super clear. Yeah. Like the example I thought of like, when they're rapping about a drug deal, it's not a duffel bag full of money. It's a Louis V satchel that came out in 1994 that nobody's got except him and it's got X amount of unmarked bills in it and it's super specific and then it'll cut to the end of the story of and now the guy's bleeding on the floor and I got the Louis V. Satchel. Um, Which I think, I don't know of anybody that was really rhyming like that before this, kind of giving you, like Jim said, well, I'm going to give you, if it's a story where you need A, B, and C, I'm going to give you A and C and B is up to you in your mind. I I, I don't know if you question the effect it's 20 years later, we're still talking about how these stories affected us and they didn't even give us the whole story. Yeah, yeah, and you know, uh, as true hustlers do, they've left the real shit in the streets. They they haven't they didn't talk about what uh, all that other shit that went nope. down. No incrimination. Nope. Well, uh, but we do get into criminology mm. because that. It's a great segue. Thank you, thank you. Not new to this, Angelo. Not my first. <laughs> not my first rodeo behind the mic, dog. <laughs> Tell you that shit right now. So uh, we got we got criminology, which. Uh, Opens with a sample of Scarface. Um, I told you a long time ago, fucking Cuban monkey not to fuck me. And then we hear Tony Montana come in with the fire of, uh, you think I'm some sort of bellboy? And then we, uh, and this is, I feel like, um, the first first sample of the synergy between Ray and Ghost, you know, they, you know, they go back and forth. Not quite like uh, Styles and Go or Styles and Jada, but they're not trading like line for line. But they're playing off of each other in in a similar light. You know what I mean? And then, uh, dope video. This this did have a yeah. I was thinking of uh, I was thinking yeah, of incarcerated. Yeah. I was thinking of incarcerated Scarfaces for a second, but um, which did also they both had videos for it. But I just remember like the lights and the the flashing like the the lights flickering on and off and shit and in true criminology rap um i uh i will say on record that um this was once my ringtone (laughs) 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 i made i mean i I always made a promise to myself that uh regardless of where i get in life uh be it fame be it money whatever or none because you don't know uh that i will always have a rap ringtone like it. yeah yeah i mean it's it's just the way i live right now like uh i've got ice cube as my ringtone right now and that's not going to change for a while either nice you know what i mean um but yeah that's uh that was uh that was a little bit of the criminology rap which uh uh as ghost says yo fuck that criminology rap stay jet black floating in the flyest act which come on <laughs> 
Yo, man, how dope is he? <laughs> he's one of my he's uh he's one of the faves in my my book, man. But we got um now we get into uh incarcerated scarfaces, which uh what a great like slant rhyme uh to to throw out there and the video is also another amazingly dope video uh you know we have a uh, method man making a cameo in that word up peace incarcerated scarfaces uh and this opens with a sample from does anybody do we know on record what is it the killer is it the killer the, um, dude, i know a bunch of the uh the interludes were lifted from that John Woo movie, The Killer. It is. It yes. was, it's, it's it was The one. Killer okay. because uh, um, RZA did an interview and he and John Woo became friends because of this. Oh, really? So That's kind of cool, Woo, yeah. Yeah, John Woo reached out to him and was like, you know, I'm honored that you used the sample. Mm. And then he helped him, like, he influenced him in making films. No which shit. came later nice. on. Nice. Yeah. So that's so a nice little nice little uh <laughs> yeah. little tidbit there. Yeah. I mean, and that's you know, uh you don't trust me, huh? You know, we're not supposed to trust anyone in our industry anyway. And then it drops. And the drops on this are so dope, man. Knock niggas out the box all the time. You know my repertoire. We do, Ray. We do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I felt like he was talking to me. Yeah. I feel well, like I mean, that's what good albums do is mm-hmm. it just pulls you in. And this is one of those albums where really I felt is. like Ray was only talking to me on that one. Also, man, have you guys heard his new rapper named Westside Gun? He's from uh, New York. Yes, I have. And what? I am one of the biggest fans ever. Yeah, I, I like his stuff a lot. And I, I tweeted his... him and he retweeted me. I was pretty pumped about that. But nice. go on. <laughs> I was going to say on his new project, he says politic ditto on one of the songs, which is obviously pulled from incarcerated Scarfaces. And I'm, assu- I don't, I'm assuming he's a pretty young guy that was like a little kid. Or barely born when this dropped, and that's still influencing the the newest rappers twenty years later. He, um, you know, uh, as an upstater, as we take a little side. Have you listened to West Side Gun yet? No. Uh, you got it. You got to get on him. West Side Gun, Conway, these dudes from Buffalo. Uh, as a fellow upstater, I'm super proud for them to put rap on the map from upstate, and these guys are dope. Uh, yeah, I would. I would. I'm not an upstate New York guy like Jim, so I'm co- I'm coming to this completely unbiased, and it's fire. It's oh. it's legit. These guys are, uh, and in fact, Conway on his album uh, Reject Two, which you should go out and get. Um, he says, you know, they're saying that me and West is the new Ray and Ghost, which, uh, yeah, uh, you know, and I could see the comparison. I mean, they're both two dudes who are pretty entrenched in street life. As Ray and Ghost once, uh, once were uh, at some point in their lives. Uh, so, as we uh, as we jump as we jump back into um, into uh, into the album, and now Angela, as uh, you've listened, uh, sometimes we jump around a lot. Uh, but I wanted to get into uh, we might be able to get back to rainy days. Uh, but I wanted to get into a guillotine's uh, swords uh, with a I Z. Love this track. Yeah, yeah, and this is what we believe. I believe we call a posse cut. Yep. Uh, yep. We have uh, a lot of the crew on this one: Inspector Deck and Jizza, yep. and uh, we open with uh, we. And again, just this is what I miss about dope rap: is well, kung fu samples, a. Eh? But uh, <laughs> that's when everyone went crazy because no one was really doing that like Wu Tang. No, well, yeah, they were the first just, ones to yeah. break it like that because yeah. yeah. I mean, everyone was watching those Run 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 Shaw movies. 
they uh, were amazing. They were oh, they're oh, fucking yes. dope. Um, and in fact, uh, I used to have, I had a serious collection of these of those kung fu flicks. I nice. had, I still have the VHS. Um, I have Shaolin and Wu Tang. Uh, I have Enter, uh, Master Killer. Um, but just dope movies, and uh, and I remember because Wu Tang made made it so big, made these kung fu movies so big. Uh, well, popularized. I don't want to say they made them big; they popularized them. Right. But um, they re-released a lot of these movies. Yeah. Because there was such a demand for mm-hmm. you know, because you wanted to find the sample. Uh, I remember we always used to try try and find the samples of uh. uh uh, they would use and they were calling them like the wu-tang collection or yeah, yeah yeah remember, remember yeah. those yeah and uh they used to have um uh, they'd always have a commercial for la the dark man at the beginning of each of the movies who again a, a fucking dope member of the mm-hmm. of the clan uh but yeah these these uh uh these samples were fuck, what made i mean not what made wu-tang but i think differentiated them from a lot of other people a lot of other groups out but uh it is uh, dialogue from Shaolin vs. Lama, which uh, I haven't. I, that's one I didn't get, but I'd seen. I've seen probably uh, my lion's share of them. Um, so uh, now I want to ask: out of uh, out of the four on this track, um, who took it? Can you list them real quick? Sure, Inspector Deck, Jizza, yep. uh, Ghostface, and of course uh, Ray. What do you got, Neil? Um, this that's really hard. Very hard. It, it's, it was really, it was really close. I could say at the time, I thought Inspector Deck because okay. I, re- I really liked him as a Wu Tang member, and I was a big fan of him. So I, then when he came out with his solo album, I was very pumped about that. But that was much substance. later on. Okay. Later on. I was pumped about that. I go um <laughs> I go Jizza on this one. Uh now I feel like I might be a little biased because he goes last on it. Mm. He rhymes last. So he's the one who leaves the last impression. Although Ghost does say one of my favorites, uh fuck yeah, my crew downs German beers. We get hype throwing cats in wheelchairs. <laughs> Strangely <laughs> enough, that's exactly where I was going to say ghost because that line is just bulletproof. Yeah. Like, how can you believe yeah. that? It's, I'll go ghost. Uh, so you're going ghost on that? All right. Uh, I mean, I go Jizza. Okay. Uh, I was going to say, he does, but ghost has some insane lines. He's My favorite on, as a kid ahead. was, when I fuck, I grab here, collect drawers and souvenirs. <laughs> Yo. I, I guess I'm immature. My no. bad. No, My bad. no, that's no, that's a perfect, that's a perfectly uh, good way to handle that. But we thought that was so dope back then. I mean, the whole album was dope. This track was dope. I'm not even gonna. I got it. Uh, but I, I, I give much. it to Jizza because uh, he had. I mean, the Latin is the last line of the album, which is notor- or the last line of the track. Notorious henchmen from the north strike niggas where the Mason Dixon line cross. Yep. Done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're done, and that's how. And that's why Jizza is probably one of my is my favorite rem- member of the Wu Tang Clan.